you can label yourself uh, multiple different things. For example, I'm a veteran. I'm a father. I am a Denver Bronco fan. I will never like the Jaguar, just so you know. But it's I got to get them digs in. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta talk some trash. Uh, but that's part of uh, the fun of sports is talking trash. I think. We at the Collective Perspective Podcast have set out on a mission to understand some of the most impactful and controversial trends and topics in our lives today. Hi, I'm Jeff. I'm Travis. I'm DJ. Can we find common ground in the middle in a peaceful manner? Not for political gain. But for real community benefit. We believe so. As veterans and concerned citizens, we are bringing together diverse views and fact-based research to navigate this tough terrain in search of a viable path forward. Only time will tell, but if we listen with open minds and try to understand each other, we just may find a solution. Or two, collectively. That is why we care about what you have to say. If something piques your interest or ruffles your feathers or tickles your fancy or whatever else you'd like, leave us an audio message at podinbox.com backslash collective perspective podcast, all one word, or directly on our show page at mtsjax.fm backslash collective perspective podcast. You'll have to log in, but that won't cost much more than your time. We'll be discussing your messages on the show, whether you give us a high five or say, hey, you better do some fact checking, fool. As long as it's positive and it's your perspective, we'll possibly give you some airtime. But remember, it needs to be family-friendly and not defamatory in nature. Hey, everybody. This is Collective Perspective Podcast, and we're here in sunny Jacksonville, Florida, talking with you collectively from the Main Street Suite at Mix Theory Studios. Collectively. So one of the things that brings the podcast to life is trying to be a better person. I know personally... And this is kind of where this podcast is leading to is that we want all our listeners uh, to feel like they're part of us and that you have a say and that, you know, if you want someone to follow or just sound advice, we don't know everything. If it's any type of medical related thing where, because Travis is a nurse, like you mentioned, He's not legally binded to give you advice, and you should consult your physician if that's the case. Always seek out your physician for any medical questions that you may have. We are striving here to be positive and to bring a positive forum where people of diversity can come together because when we're talking teams, these teams are diverse. There isn't like a a point guard or everybody's a pitcher and nobody can hit the ball, you know, if we we're going to use sports analogies. But, you know, another thing is, is that we're all, and I'm sure you guys too, uh, are always trying to improve yourselves. I, I like reading some motivational books. Like I just read David Goggins' You Can't Hurt Me. It changed my life for real. I won't go into it on the podcast, but I'm always striving to be a better father. You know, all these labels that I have, like I'm an employee, I'm a friend, I'm a son, yeah, have I talked to my parents lately? Um, you know, I'm, I'm a husband. But, you know, anybody's most important tribe should be your family, for sure. But there are all these other tribes and labels that you can put yourself in, whatever category you want. I mean, you know, there's statistics for days about different labels and things that you can categorize yourself with. But most of all, I like to think that I am teachable and that I don't know everything. I can't possibly know everything And if these two gentlemen or someone else wants to chime in 
and give us a different perspective of something we didn't think about, we want to know. Like, that's the whole purpose. And you're not going to be slandered. You're not going to be called names. You're not going to be spit at (laughs) or anything like that. This is a positive thing that society needs to see positivity between people working together because these people that are politicians and doing things for our country are just kind of one-sided. But we'll get back to that. What kind of things are you guys doing to improve yourself? For me, I, I try to look at the latest research for the medical community in general, doctors, nurses, psychiatrists, psychologists, everyone, even at the scientific community, there are certain standards to maintain a license and we have to review evidence-based practices and uh, peer-reviewed articles to keep our knowledge sharp and fresh. There are procedures that are changing almost all the time, and we wouldn't know that unless we keep our ear to the grind, if you will, and listen to what's coming out. I I try to be on top and a leader in having the most up-to-date information on certain disease processes as far as at home even what's going on with my house I need to know how to fix it or who to contact to fix it because I like you said we don't know everything um, but I'm more than willing to learn and accept when I don't have the right answer to something to seek out that help someone who does know something about that topic better than I do that's kind of how I I like to maintain that that humble approach to myself because I know I don't know it all. None of us do. We just try our best to understand what's been presented in front of us. And my my education that I've that I've done, I've gone through and I've got my advanced college degrees. So just like most of us here have some sort of college, I believe. It's not necessary, but it helps you fine-tune your searching skill. I think that's one of the biggest assets to staying in and or going through college is to find, find out how to research topics and subjects to open your mind a little more. Every day I wake up, I want to be better than I was the day prior. I, I try to find a good balance so I can excel in everything that I indulge in professionally. Also, on top of that, I try to be a good leader, influencer, and a positive example of who inspires people. I enjoy learning new things and furthering my knowledge so that I can engage in good intellectual conversations and to be able to converse well. Reason being because, like we said, we we don't know everything. And I think if you did know everything, life would be kind of boring because you wouldn't be intrigued by nothing by anything anyone says but by not knowing everything and you know hearing different perspectives and opinions of others it gives you a better outlook and also an alternate outlook with what you know or the little that you know on the subject depending on what you're talking about so with all that being said everything always circles around the positivity of it all this podcast is nothing biased by any means, we're not strictly on one side or another. We're just we want to we want to be in the middle, meet in the middle. We don't have a an agenda, a political agenda. Exactly, we don't. We have a good platform that's for like minded people and people that want to have a not necessarily a say so, but 
a voice to put out what it is that they want to talk about that they're like I say they may be um scared to talk about scared to voice their opinion on because the judgment of others based on what their beliefs are you know even the background which go all reverse reverse around a tribalism so I'm ready to everybody just buckle up we got you I know growing up, man, parents didn't talk about politics. It was like a hush-hush thing. And now it's like everybody treats it like it's their favorite football team. Yeah. And I just find it a little alarming that that's the case, that they treat it like do or die. You know, this is my brotherhood and, you know. Like it's a gladiator sport. Like it's a gladiator thing. You know, there's like one thing with sports and everything. If you just enjoy the actual for example, the game of baseball. You should be able to enjoy to watch the World Series, you know, no matter what team it is. And then at the end of it, congratulate the other team for being better than you. That's what that's what true competition is about, don't you think? I mean, that's how I would like to have competition. Like, if I lose, I don't want people to call me a loser, <laughs> you know? I'll feel bad enough losing, but... You know, if he comes over and says that's a good fight or, you know, that's that's a good game, man, then, then it is what it is, and that's part of uh, competition is you lose. You lose in everything. I mean, I've lost many things in my life, and I've gained many things in my life as things come and go. One of the things that we're talking about in this podcast, ultimately the topic being tribalism, is labeling. You can label yourself multiple different things. For example, I'm a veteran. I'm a father. I am a Denver Bronco fan. I will never like the Jaguars, just so you know. But it's I got to get them digs in. I got to. I got to. <laughs> I got to talk some trash. But that's part of uh, the fun of sports is talking trash. But you know, you can put multiple different labels things on there. So, part of the research for this podcast, we came across a a quiz and. That quiz, depending on how you answered and put a label on you, what yours politically was. And we, at the time, we felt like, okay, yeah, that's definitely where I am. To me, I am what they call, have you ever heard the term soul rebel? Soul rebel is uh, Bob Marley's first album, by the way. But a soul rebel is constantly looking for the truth and, and not, not giving in until you know what the truth is. And this quiz gives you the truth. Well, I personally thought my label as a political label was I'm in the middle. I'm stuck in the middle. I, like millions of other Americans I know out here that are listening to this podcast, don't want to vote Republican and don't want to vote Democrat. I find myself there. And then you have uh, the liberal side, and then you have the conservative side, and then there's extreme sides to both, and you know it's just kind of crazy these days. But yeah, that that uh, quiz was actually uh, pretty good. It had it takes about ten minutes to complete if you're like me and don't read very fast. It has pretty good questions on it that help define, not define, but point out the direction that you're going uh, politically. Whether, like he said, there's a far left, far right, there's medium left, medium right, and then there's a, like three labels in the middle, and moderate is pretty close to the middle. And to see where we all fell on it, it was kind of, I wouldn't say it was eye-opening, because I feel that after talking with you guys before we, we sat down to record, I felt that we all had a, a different view of things. We, we come together on it, and we were able to see certain things. 
Well, you know, as far as labels, what would you label yourself? Would you label yourself, DJ, would you label yourself a Democrat? Or a Republican? No. Or what What would you label yourself politically? Um, Not just what the quiz gave, and yeah, we'll I, go over what you gave as a quiz. I, if you want to. Yeah, if you I, want to. I, if I remember correctly, my quiz, pretty much overall, after answering all the questions, yeah, I fell in the box of, you know, being moderate. And I agree with it because I do feel like I'm I'm quite moderate when it comes to Yeah, but would you label yourself a Republican or Democrat is my question. I think I'd be an independent. Me too. And and I think a lot of people are in that spot. Well, how yeah. about you, Travis? Uh, me, I am uh, maybe a little more conservative. I don't like the Republican or Democrat labels, but at the same time, I, I wouldn't say that I'm independent. Because I, I feel I'm more libertarian. That's where I like to see things. Why Why limited. are you libertarian? What makes that different? Because I want to see more limited government, less taxation, pr- probably a little more less government intrusion or regulation, I guess. A little more open, free market economy and let the markets play out without meddling by politicians. I think the government has expanded so much, it's unsustainable, as evidenced by Social Security and what well, I think today... Today, of all days, we hit $30 trillion in national debt. Oh, wow. That's ridiculous. You know what? I may be have to, I might have to change mine to a liberate. <laughs> well, okay, so there's, there's, there, there's two different things here we're talking about. There's okay. talking about what you feel that you are and what that quiz told you you were, what that quiz labeled you as. The quiz labeled me as a traditional conservative. But like I said, as far as... Political affiliation, I identify more with libertarian. Right. And how about you, DJ? What did the quiz say you were? The quiz said I was moderate. But the way Travis just broke it down, I'm like, hmm, you know, by being a was it liber- Lib- libertarian. Libertarian. I'm like, you know what? That I I agree with a lot of stuff he says. So and I and I identify as a moderate. So I think I'm a liberate. I think you're making up your own party. I definitely did. Cool. I mean, you can even make that a tribe like collective exactly. perspective. I, I think, though, being, as you said initially, an independent, you could be swayed by either side yeah. depending on the topic. And I feel that I'm the same way like that, but I can uh, confidently say that I'll take the side of the legislation or what, whichever it is that will keep the individual's freedom intact. If there's anything that says you can't do this or we're going to, you have to pay a tax on this, a tax is exactly what it is. They don't say, oh man, that work was taxing on me for no reason. It was hard on you. It was meant to make it difficult to do something. If there's a tax on something, that means that they don't want you to do it. Definitely as someone that sells stuff and you weren't make a commission, I, I, I get taxed thirty three percent of my commission. It's crazy. That's yeah. a lot. Well, you said your mom also took the quiz and she was the same answer as you, which is a conservative. Traditional, traditional conservative. Traditional conservative. My wife also took it and she was a traditional liberal like I was. here's the plot twist, guys, and not to I can give the source, but Dr. Epstein on the the recent um, Joe Rogan podcast talked about Google. Did anybody hear that interview? I did hear that interview. That interview, he 
simply explained a, a thing called S&M, and it's something like search and material, but basically that quiz is designed because there's a lot of people that feel like they're in the middle, like all of us, or like how we feel, you know, but they don't have a label. They don't, they don't like the Republican Party, or they don't like Donald Trump, or they didn't like Hillary, or they don't like Joe Biden. I mean, I personally don't think any of them are all the best quality leaders that the the world has to offer, but there's reasons that we won't discuss right now why I think there aren't great leaders raising their hand and wanted. I mean, one of it's money. I mean, if you're a great leader, why not go out and make millions of dollars instead of 400000 president? 450 I think it's 400. You know what the crazy stat is? Do you know who the highest paid government official is? Anthony Fauci. No, the highest paid government official, and you can look this up, is the U.S. Air Force football team head coach. You're looking at me weird, but if you look it up, he makes over a million dollars well, a year. If he works at the academy, he is a federal employee. I'm just telling you, that's a oh, weird wow. fact that I've uh, That's a nice fact. Around. I've carried that around with me um, for quite some time. That damn but you guys voice. can look it up, and if you prove me wrong, then cool. Hey, at the collective perspective, what we're trying to do here is to bring multiple different topics to your attention and just make you aware. Uh, I think a lot of people are really confused. I know I'm confused about the media, and, you know, Travis and I, we've all talked about it to several extent. You know, it's like, well, if you watch CNN or if you watch Fox, you can get two different things, and... I mean, I personally, when I am looking for an opinion on something strong politically during the pandemic, I told my wife, like, hey, once a week, because we kind of stayed away from the news then, and it was so less stressful. But we would watch an hour of one side and an hour of the other, and they were completely different stories, different agendas, different topics. And different tones. And that's where the collective perspective, this podcast comes in, is... There is no place like this. So we want your participation, and I did want to talk about an avenue for you to be able to do that. We want participation because, look, we're only three different perspectives, and to be a collective, it has to be multiple diverse people. We can only fit four people in this room. We do plan on having interviews on specific topics, even tribalism and the next one coming up, homelessness. But we would like to have a call to action at the end of every podcast. And you could put your own voice on the air or this gives us a good avenue to collect what your perspective is, what, you know, whether you think what we were saying was incorrect information or it was just a different perspective on something. But if you go to pod in a box, all one word, P-O-D-I-N-B-O-X dot com, and search for the Collective Perspective Podcast. All uh, one word. All one word as well. And you can even go on our Facebook page uh, group under Collective Perspective Podcast. If you are listening and want to be part of that group, you can ask. And we'll add you to it. But all this information is on there. Also, another thing that keeps us afloat is that we are trying to at least keep the lights on and pay for this podcast. We have a great team assembled to help us put out the best content for you guys and to be the most open. And we are trying to do that through Buy Me a Cup of Coffee. That is also on our Facebook page. 
buymeacoffee.ee backslash collective pod. And we'll post that on the Facebook page. We'll have yeah. links on our show page as well. Uh, back to your topic about all all of the different perspectives, how you were saying you and your wife were watching Fox for an hour, CNN for an hour, MSNBC for an hour, and they all had different views uh, and different tones, as DJ pointed out. I think that's great. They do speak differently to their audience, and I think they know their audience, so they, that's why they're able to speak to them in those tones. What we want to do here is maybe take those views that they have and say, all right, where did they get it wrong? Where did they get it right? Is there a way that they could have come together and actually reported something a little less biased? Probably. But that's that's where we want to come in is maybe help somebody see through the bias or develop their opinion based on more than just their own echo chamber or where they're hearing all their information from all the time without giving thought to anyone else. If we're going to make it in this day and age, we all have to come together and be able to say, hey, you've got something that will help me. Maybe I have something that can help you. How can we work together? You know, one of the things is social media's impact on things. And it's got me back to thinking about the quiz and what I was saying about Google and they, how they have their search engines and everything like that. And, and there's the saying that if it's free, you are the product. That is what we are in social media. We are a product. And they are selling our information. And by selling our information, you know, if I take that quiz and I come up with this label, then that's the way that I'll vote. I'll vote Democrat if I'm one way or I'll vote Republican if I'm another but the problem is is that we all know there should be multiple different ways. There should be multiple different parties. There shouldn't just be two choices. And, I, you know, that's part of what, I don't know, have you guys heard of Russian troll farms? Yeah. Travis? Yeah. Yes. Anybody that doesn't know what a Russian troll farm is is that you're on Facebook, and this, like, really freaks my wife out because they are tracking everything we say. They probably, you know, I got my cell phone on. They probably heard this whole conversation, and then I, I mentioned the San Diego Padre shorts that I want for my birthday. That I did that on purpose. Then maybe it'll show up on my algorithm on my Facebook page. I bet you it will, man. Like, well, hopefully they follow us. But that's what that's what the <laughs> that's what that's what about. Google is, and so it's all about the search engines that yeah. you use. So if you're using Chrome or if you're using Safari, there's a couple. DuckDuckGo doesn't track as much. I, I don't think they track anything. But they're not a internet crawler. They're a database crawler. They look through databases. Where Google is your most prolific and one of the better search engines because it searches the entire web. Brave is another web browser that also does not track any of your content and they block a lot of ads and a lot of suspicious malware or any other tracking apps on that are embedded on a lot of uh, web pages. Those are the ones that I know of. When y'all were talking about social media that we are the product, I was thinking, are we like, the product and the consumers. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, we yeah. consume. Well, if exactly. you think about how we're the product, though, it's not just us. We're it's just data. Yeah, our data. Mm. Our data is the product. How we swipe. At how, what point what are they going to read at, our minds? What we look at. What we spend time on. 
that's that's the data. That's the product. I think ways that we become the product is like when it comes to becomes what us and we as people and people on social media one becoming brand ambassadors because you're you're being a, an influence on social media which you're helping other companies continue to sell their products because you are now part of their product well it's and like right if you were to try to say that hey i got a cure for cancer they're never going to come up with a cure for cancer because they will lose money exactly they, they want repeat customers so and i may be and i might not see or hear from you again that's right so there are I, I feel that there are two different tribes that are could kind of potentially be dangerous and something that we need to be aware of in the next election. And maybe we can do more research and talk about these more topics in depth. But I don't know if you guys know this, but there are white supremacists organizations that have multiplied and have grown over the year and militias in the United States that I would say hands down is a dangerous tribe. And that's kind of maybe where I think and where I, you know, when I was first talking with Travis and how my perspective of tribalism has changed is that to me, and you guys can comment on this, of course, political tribes and racist tribes not racial tribes if you want to be part of the black community and support that i'm all about that black community. Black, lives, black lives if, matter well if you want to get into black lives matter that's two different things now like and i know you already know this but yeah there is black lives matter because they do and then because that's not an organization then the Black Lives Organization that is, is a Marxist group. Am I not right? You're right. And they're basically Antifa, no? Well, they obviously don't call themselves the yeah. same. But no, they, have, they don't they, label they are, that. But they are aligned for, in, their, in their thinking, I believe. They, 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 they can got, fall in the same tribe. They got millions of people to say, Black Lives Matter, and post it all over hashtags and even paint it on the street in D.C. Yeah. And I don't disagree that Black Lives Matter, and you know, for people to get accept that all lives matter. I mean, you know, the Black Lives Matter to me. But there's, you know, not to get too crazy into this because this is a whole other topic. But yeah, there are kids being sold for sex. Yeah, sex. And we're worried about. I mean, not saying that it's not like important. It definitely is, but. I think what society puts as important, what needs to stop, it, it's a little one-sided sometimes. But I, I, I think I misheard you earlier when you mentioned that you know the two tribes that could be dangerous. One is political, and the other one as racist. I thought you said racial, but now I, I heard it better. And yes, I, I think that those can be very dangerous tribes. Just as you had explained what the rate, what you meant by racist, the militias that are out there that are promoting just one thing and they're out there for violence. They ran over that girl in Virginia, man. So, I yeah, it was sad. The reason I know it's Heather because Eminem even mentions Heather in his song. I forgot, I don't know what song, but he does mention Heather in one of the songs. And I was going to talk a little bit more about the political tribes being dangerous because they divide us into whatever tribes they want us into. 
they pit upper middle class against lower class, upper upper class and lower middle class. They 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 will divide us that way, and then they'll divide us by race. They'll divide us by sex. They'll divide us by gender. They'll divide us by ideology. Why do you think they're dividing us? Why do they want us divided? Because divided, we are weak. The people have the voice. United we stand, divided we fall. That that was said in the 1700s. And it's just as true today. And the political parties going back and forth, they back back to that, yeah, they, they want us divided so they stay in power. Doesn't matter which, which side it is. If it's R or D, they're the ones making the rules as to who gets on the ballots. And they're the ones that... They don't want to lose power. So with the with the political tribes being, I think they are more dangerous at this point than some of the others because of how much power they can uh, wield in keeping everybody divided. With the divisions in the politics, when I was growing up, it was there. You could see it. But I saw more of the handshakes across the aisle where... You would see more Democrats and Republicans coming together on really good legislation. And then now, if one side has a great idea and there's a couple of bad ideas in there, they can't come together and say, all right, well, let me put this good idea with that good idea and let's get rid of these bad ideas and shake hands on it and be uh, let's move forward. That would be somehow seen as one side being weak and saying yeah let's uh, i i give in to they them they can't compromise Th- there's no compromise there when there has to be i think our founding fathers set the country up right and having multiple parties because it takes a long time to get things done not everybody comes to the same agreement at the same time there is a lot of things in washington aren't supposed to move fast that's the point of that would be dangerous that that would I be think. extremely dangerous i think that's the point of having the opposing groups and then trying to hash things out together but they don't want to hash them out together these days and i think that's where us as the podcast as a collective perspective come in and say hey look let's get together because we the people have the power over our representatives and that's what they're supposed to be representing us and right now, big money, there, this is another topic that we can get into in a, in a future episode, is the, the money controls the votes. And if we, the people, aren't donating money and writing our representatives, then we control nothing. But we are supposed to control everything. You know, the funny thing about parties or both sides of the aisle, Congress, Supreme Court, or, you know, whatever is that a lot of these politicians, I would say most of them, they don't even read the bill, you know. They they go in and they, it, it's so convoluted with so much verbiage and stacks of stuff that they don't have time to sit there and read all that, right? It's a 3,000-page bill, and they've got they 24 hours to before they vote on it. They can't. That's crazy. And you were just saying that it should slow down, man. There's a lot of things that need to change. And one of the things I'm worried about is the next election and tribalism in that next election because, you know, things have gone to being fake news and not believing one side or the other or who's telling the truth. And who's to say that, you know, 
that's not going to be an issue in the next election. There's going to be people that, you know, like the last election, but it's just going to, I feel it's going to be 10 times worse. Yeah, I think it's going to be more feelings involved with the next election because it'll be an election. It'll be a campaign of pretty much two former presidents. Mm-hmm. If if that's the case, I mean, I know I heard Donald well, have Trump they said say, Biden's going to run again. I've heard speculations heard of it, but it's not been confirmations on it. But hypothetically, if that was the case, you're going to have people that remembers Trump's election. You will have people that remembers Biden's election. And I think it'll be one of those situations where it's like, hmm, okay, which one do we want to deal with the most? Because we seen in the oh, when is when is the next election? Twenty twenty. Are you talking about how people were twenty twenty four is the next presidential yeah, election? Twenty twenty two is a midterm election. Yeah, exactly. Are you talking about like who they're going to vote for? Yeah. Okay. Like, where is it going to be swayed at? Because I think everybody's going to put in perspective and everything they did, each president did during their time, and I think it, I think people are just going to weigh it on the scale, like. Well, it seems mm. to me like there are people that are never going to vote Republican, and there's people that are never going to vote. Like, that's one thing that we can't change. We can have them involved, and they can change, but they're going to vote Republican and Democrat no matter what. Yeah. Then there is a huge amount of people that are kind of in the middle. Yeah. And they've always voted one way, but they're willing to vote another way. Exactly. And I think that's where we would fit in and ask for the the listener's response on this would you be willing to vote a different way than you have in the past exactly like if you are definitely on the fence where you don't have a, an exact pick of who you actually want to vote for you just like i mean okay so let's talk about what the term qualified is the white house is not an old home is is not a yeah a why is it got to be 80 home? something man like we yeah. don't have some 60 i mean i'm I'm you almost. only have to be 36 or 39. 36, I think. I think 36 hmm. to be president. Dang. But the thing is, okay, so that's getting into the whole topic, And but why isn't there better choices? Money. Definitely. And here's another thing is if I can log on to the IRS and access all my account information, it's a secure link with the little lock and stuff yeah. like that, and supposedly nobody can tamper into it. Or I can log into my bank account and I have a password and everything like that. What is the big deal about having the ballot for on, elections on, on the phone on on a device? Yeah, because it get hacked. It can very easily. Okay, well, weren't they saying that's what how the other ele- the last election was? It was hacked, and, and it ain't on there. But my thought was that you can't hack paper ballots. At the end of the day, it goes into a computer. It's it goes, a machine, yeah. It goes into a machine at the end of the day. There no are way. analog machines that count them. Yeah, but they're not going to go, okay, number eight, and draw number eight on the wall and go, okay, we got eight votes. It's put into a computer is what I'm saying. Anyway. It wasn't always put into a computer. Right, but we're talking about 2022, bro. We always We're not talking had, about the 1700s where they scratched. I'm, I'm, not, they e- I'm not either. We always had, had election day, one day. They counted all the votes, even though there weren't very good computers. Right. There were tabulating machines, and they had a result by the next day. 
period. They didn't stop counting for any reason until it was done. You've been listening to the Collective Perspective Podcast, a mature show with the intention of making a difference in society. Well, you know, with this last election, too, the pandemic hadn't, you know, in our lifetimes and many people's lifetimes, there hasn't been an election during uh, a pandemic. Whatever you feel about that pandemic, uh, it's different, but the way that we reacted to it. And so it's hard because I didn't do the written ballot. I, I went in and I voted. I I, I didn't do the write-in either. I would do it in person. I just don't, I don't trust that the, the mail would get there in time. And even though there is a deadline for mailing in your ballot. Who's to say it was even collected? Perspective. No, those are two different things. <laughs> Same word, but different. I get the context. I know. Bad, it was fun. Bad dad jokes. Collect Stick around for more. We're trying to get some younger folks in here, Travis. Some what? So. We're trying to get some younger kids. I said folks. <laughs> trying to get some younger folks because that will attract them. Uh, I was just going to talk about the call to action and, and how we would like for the audience participation. And I alluded to it earlier with the pod in a box. That's one word, by the way. And it's the Collective Perspective Podcast in one word. And you could actually, it's a paid service, so you can actually leave a voice message and let us know your thoughts. Where are we going wrong on this or what did we get right on this? Yeah, or maybe something that you want to hear more about because we can definitely go into tribes a little bit more and the dangers of those tribes. But also if you had some local interview suggestions or suggestions or you feel that you have something else to add we can maybe consider that most definitely so hey we're gonna sign off for today hit us up collectively looking forward to your comments yes thank you for listening buy me a cup of coffee collectively like what you heard subscribe to the collective perspective podcast whenever you listen to your podcasts You can also show support for our mission by going to buymeacoffee.com backslash collective pod and donating whatever you feel inspired to. We appreciate any help keeping the lights on to bring you thoughtful and research content as part of this show. Visit the Collective Perspective Podcast show page on mtsjax.fm, Jacksonville's new music and multimedia network sponsored by Mixed Theory Studios. You can find the transcripts of this episode along with the show notes, material references, links you heard about, and more. Hey, I want to give a special shout out and a thanks to the real Jay Dash, a Jacksonville hero, producer, and artist for sharing his original music with this show and to the Mixed Theory Studios for recording and production services. We couldn't have done it without either of them. Thank you so much.